When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast, where we cover everything Wisconsin athletics. My name is Tyler Hunt. On today's show, we've got a ton to get to on the recruiting front. We've got a new basketball commit in Gus Yaldon. We'll start with that. Then we'll get into some football recruiting. We've got two new commits on there. After getting into that, we'll talk about some other recruiting updates, some new guys that have made their cut list. Wisconsin, unfortunately, out on one, but in the top 10 and top six for a couple others. So plenty to get to as the 2023 class continues to heat up. There's plenty of uh, new action in, in 2023, 2024, and even 2025, but today we'll likely focus in uh, mostly on the 2023 commits as they're the closest to, of course, making that decision, but still plenty to get to uh, despite it being the summer and kind of the offseason for the major sports going forward. But as I mentioned at the, start, at the front, we'll start with big man Gus Yaldon announcing his commitment. This happened last Tuesday. It was after the podcast was already released, so did not get a chance to touch on it last week's episode, but if you... If you're a Wisconsin basketball fan, you've likely heard the name Gus Yaldon for years now. Um, he's been a guy that has been on Wisconsin's radar for quite a long time. He's been a top recruit on Wisconsin's board for great guard um, for quite a long time. But 2023, a four-star kid, um, pretty consensus rating of a four-star player. He formerly played in Appleton, um, bounced around a little bit in high school, most recently playing in Asheville, North Carolina. I know uh, the, 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 the reason was because his mom's job moved around a lot. Uh, but he was choosing between a few different schools, three of which were Big Ten schools in Nebraska, Rutgers, Wisconsin, and then the fourth school was College of Charleston. Um, but he decided to stick with Wisconsin. I know he mentioned in his Instagram live post that he's been a huge Badger fan since he was a kid, was devastated after the 25, 20, excuse me, 2015 team lost to Duke in the uh, NCAA final, or the championship back, uh, back in a heartbreaking moment for most of us Badger fans that way. Um, but in terms of the player that he was, he was much probably higher recruited than those schools that he was considering. Um, he, he had multiple other offers, Arkansas, Auburn, Florida State, Iowa, Louisville, Marquette, Maryland, Oklahoma, Stanford, West Virginia, and Xavier all offered scholarships to him. So really a, a very good player and, and the top player on that 2023 board for Wisconsin. 
the people that if you followed him for years, the the mantra around Gus Yaldin when he was a freshman um, and, and early in his career when some of these, if you if you watch huddle tape and stuff like that, he was a player that was very high on a lot of people's radars because he earned the nickname Baby Jokic due to his size at six foot eight. Um, some places were calling him six foot ten, but 240 pounds, so very big player. Coming out of high school, they kind of listed him as a six foot ten. I don't believe he's that, you know, quite that tall. At six eight, you're kind of looking at a smaller center or a, a pretty good size power forward. So we'll see how he kind of translates on the defensive end of the floor. Is probably the bigger concern. But offensively, Gus Yaldin is is quite a great player on that side of the court. To me, I think the the baby Jokic comparisons are somewhat unfair to be ca- comparing a high school kid to now a two-time MVP at the NBA level. Kind of put some unreal expectations on him, but I can see some similarities certainly in his game. He is a player that is he's always going to be the bigger guy on the court in terms of height you know just big body size big shoulders um and he's certainly a big player but very smooth with the ball can pass very well from the down in the post very good on the glass very good at you know get, getting rebounds tipping it out making sure that they can be um and that the offensive side of the court can continue to be dominant and kind of play through him so i think everyone on wisconsin will really like what you see from his game to me, I think a more fair comparison in terms of him as a player is maybe a, a slightly smaller Jared Bergeron, if you remember him back in the day, a very solid badger, where there's going to be times, I think, where you're going to look at Gus Yaldin, and, and this is not a knock on him by any means, but he's not going to necessarily look like the most athletic player. He moves, I, w- I don't want to say slow because it's not smooth, it's just more so smooth with the way he moves, um, but still seems to, to find a way to dominate. Very clean in the post. A lot of old-school post moves that can really be tricky for defenders that way. So to me, I think I got that feel of Jared Bergeron because I think back to his career, there were times where he kind of looked like that, where he necessarily didn't look like the most athletic kid the way he was moving, but he was always dominating in the Big Ten. And I can see that's kind of a similar situation when you watch the tapes um, from Gus Yaldin. We've got his most recent spring highlights up on our Bucky's fifth quarter post that kind of talks about what he brings to the table for Wisconsin moving forward. But... As I mentioned, offensive side of the ball, really a great player, um, a, a solid player that I think Wisconsin fits nicely. He's a guy that's going to really do well in the post, going to get your rebounds, going to score, can you know, knock down the mid-range. He he has shown a, a very strong ability to to knock down some longer shots, three-pointers, and he, he did show some ability to even pull up for threes. Not necessarily a huge part of his game now when you watch his most recent tape. It's mostly three-pointers off, you know, a screen pick and pop or, you know, just working the ball through an open shot. But when you're Wisconsin, generally, you know, unless you're Frank Kaminsky, who was sometimes just pulling up for three, generally your big men are going to be working through the post and, and finding some open threes or knocking down threes off that pick and pop. So offensively, I think this fit is perfect for what Wisconsin is going to look for in a big man. The question will be where he plays moving forward. I think, as I mentioned, he's a, he's a little bit shorter center, a little bit taller, bigger power forward. So where is he going to play in the system? Now, Wisconsin with the swing offense, you can get around some of that by just playing two big guys and, and kind of having those interchange. Defensively, you might be more susceptible to some things where if you're if you're playing him guarding, uh, you know, in, in, in man defense, guarding the center, center, is he a little bit undersized to, for some Big Ten centers? Absolutely. You know, you think of a guy like Kofi Coburn, Hunter Dickinson, a little bit taller, a little bit bigger. 
is that going to be a tough matchup? Probably, but there also are on the flip side of that, you have the, you know, some you know, slimmer, shorter, more athletic power forwards that you can play at that four position as well. So where he ends up defensively is going to be something to watch for. But I think he's very much a guy that works tirelessly on that end of the court, works hard, can grab rebounds for you, and the way his offensive game translates, it's it's certainly going to be a great get for Wisconsin. We were talking about a four-star player, so I don't want to make it sound like I'm knocking him in or any way, shape, or form. I think it's a, it's a great get for Wisconsin. Um, but certainly these are the things that Greg Gard and company will have to figure out as they move forward. But the tools are there, and if anything, he's... He, I'd rather see a player, if you had to choose on the Wisconsin basketball side, coming in more developed on one side or the other. I'd rather have them more developed on that offensive side of the game because Wisconsin is going to get Gussie Alden in there and he's going to play defense and he's going to probably improve uh, tenfold just being in that system, working through college drills and getting better on that defensive end of the game. And certainly his offensive end of the game will get better. But that, that's also you know already very polished for him. So I think this is a great get for Wisconsin. What Greg Gard's, you know, it's it's something that Greg Gard has to figure out. But that's certainly not a bad thing because he's a, a really solid player. And I think fits perfectly for what Wisconsin wants to do. Last year, Yaldon averaged 17.4 points, 6.7 rebounds per game for Asheville, North Carolina High School. And is averaging uh, 13.9 points, 8.4 rebounds per game while playing for City Rocks in the Nike EYBL this spring. So by no by every means it's a great get for Wisconsin. Huge for that, you know, 2023 class you're looking at it going into the summer where that the rest of that class is going to shape out, you're likely maybe one or two more players there sort of for Gus Yaldin to be one of them. We've talked about on this podcast there were some other misses in the past on some of these bigs that Wisconsin had on the radar. That all kind of gets washed under the rug now that you have, I think, the guy that was top of the board for Wisconsin um, for most uh, most of the way. So how they fill out the rest of this class, maybe another big, maybe some sort of depth guard and in one of those other spots. But right now, you got your cornerstone piece for that class. you got your 2023 guy, and I think you got to feel good about what you've got uh, for Wisconsin basketball moving forward here with that pickup. That wraps up the basketball talk. Now we'll go ahead and get into some football talk. But before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about homefieldapparel.com great sponsor of our podcast if you guys have been listening to this for weeks now you've heard about home field and they just started their big new saturday season four and i must say they came out their first week on fire um, with this arkansas collection i know i've mentioned it um that that maybe you don't have an affiliation to the arkansas razorbacks in any way shape or form but if you're looking for some cool vintage gear you got to go check that out because i think you know i've i've been a guy that's been you know We've been sponsored by Homefield for for a long time now. We've been a big supporter of their brand and the big new Saturday season, you know, over the, the last three. And this fourth one, we knew that they were going to come out strong. But man, this season four has started off with a bang. This Arkansas collection is absolutely chef's kiss. I mean, like I said, I have no affiliation to the Arkansas Razorbacks. If anything, most Wisconsin fans are likely a little hostile towards Arkansas based on the the long time ago Brett Bielema and the uh, Karma tweet. But I think if you can look past that and you're looking for some incredibly cool and comfortable t-shirts, this Arkansas collection is pretty great. And a big news Saturday, see, week two for the season four, they'll be dropping Arizona State along with quite a few other collections over the next few weeks. So make sure to check that out, homefieldapparel.com, if you sign up for the weekly 
uh, t-shirt collection. Uh, you'll get one t-shirt a week picked out by their team based on kind of what they vote as the top shirt in the collection. Order it and sign up for each week. Get up to almost 40% off on the t-shirt compared to what they sell it for on the regular website. So make sure to go check that out, homefieldapparel.com. Pick up some Wisconsin gear. Check out this Arkansas collection. Sign up for Big New Saturday Season 4 and get yourself a nice quality t-shirt for quite a bit lower of a price each and every week over the course of the next few weeks. All right, let's go ahead and get in some football recruiting now. Two new commits to talk about with you guys over the past week. Some nice pickups for the Badgers. I really like uh, the, the couple guys that they landed this past week. We'll start with Nate White, who was the most recent commit um, at the running back position. We talked about last week with Jack S. Keys, and now they've got another running back picked up in Nate White. Talented in-state product out of Milwaukee King High School. Uh, 247 has him as the top-ranked player in the state of Wisconsin for the 2023 class. So it's huge for Wisconsin to kind of reestablish those borders, make sure players like Nate White are not getting outside of the state. When you've got the top kid in the state, you've got to land it if you're Wisconsin, especially at a running back or offensive line. They haven't necessarily had that luck. You know, Last year, you, you had some of the top players in the state going to other schools. This class, 2023, not as deep as the last one was in terms of in-state talent. But the number one ranked guy, according to these recruiting rankings, is Nate White. And that's a guy that you have to have uh, if you're recruiting for Wisconsin. Before he announces his commitment, to just give you guys a little background on, on Nate, he was recruited by a handful of other schools in the Midwest, Iowa State, Kansas, Purdue, Minnesota, Vanderbilt, Northern Illinois. Wisconsin offered uh, White back on March 6th. And he decided fairly quickly that this would be his future home in Madison. So I think when you look at it, he's he's a player that brings some really nice athleticism, kind of your traditional running back, got good burst of speed. But I think he, he's very smooth in the way he runs as well. He doesn't always necessarily, similar to just kind of what I said with Gus Yaldon, doesn't necessarily look to be the most athletic or fastest kid. But I think it's just because his running style is so smooth that it sometimes makes you looks slower in a way, which again, isn't a knock on him. He's clearly, if you watch his highlight tape uh, from this past season, a very fast player. It just looks like he's almost playing at a different speed than some of these other defenders, but still blowing them away in terms of busting runs. So I think it's a really nice pickup for the Badgers in that 2023 class. And and it's starting to really shape up really nicely um, for that group. You talked about it last week with Jacquez Keys. He's the other running back now in this class, kind of a more punisher type runner this kind of brings in that traditional running back type role which will be i think a nice pairing for those two in that class and you look at the last few classes as i kind of mentioned last week having multiple running backs in the class will will really help fill out the numbers in the running back room after having you know you didn't have a traditional back last year in that uh, 2022 class you had you you know you kate Iacomelli, who was kind of an athlete could be just a special teams returner could be a wide receiver, could be a scat back. He's not your traditional running back in that group. And part of that reason was that you felt okay about not taking a traditional running back is because in that 2021 class, you had you know, three running backs in there. You had Loyal Crawford, Antoine Roberts. You had multiple guys, but both of those two were dismissed. So that kind of dropped your numbers in that running back room considerably. Now, thankfully, you, you had Braylon Allen, who ended up you know, kind of being a guy that at the time wasn't necessarily a player that you saw for 100% for sure at the running back room. Now, thankfully, that's worked out where he's at that spot and, and dominated in the Big Ten. But I think you're now, 
you're starting to see you know a couple backs in this class to help fill out some of that backfill. As I mentioned, you've got Braylon Allen for a couple more seasons, but that doesn't mean you're, you're going to be able to just rest on those laurels forever. You've got to bring in some running backs behind him to fill out the depth in that running back room, and I think this is a nice start. And honestly, I would not be surprised if Wisconsin is done. You know, I could very well see them in this 2023 class bringing in three running backs, and we'll talk about that a little bit more here in the in the rest of the episode as there is another running back that just listed Wisconsin in their top 10. So we'll see kind of how that translates out. We'll get into that fit a little bit more as we move on into the podcast. All right, the second commit of that past week, really the fourth commit overall. We talked about Jacquez Keys and Justin Taylor on last episode. And then just a few days later, Wisconsin picked up two more in Nate White and Roderick Pierce on the defensive line. Uh, nice pickup for Wisconsin and Ross Kalaji on the defensive line. Comes to Wisconsin out of the state of Illinois or played at Brothers Rice High School in Oaklawn, Illinois. 247 rates him as a three-star player, number 23-ranked player out of the state of Illinois. Really good size at six foot three, 295 pounds for, for a high school, you know, junior. Um, going into a senior season, really good size for, for Wisconsin moving forward here. He had an interesting list of offers from Wisconsin, or excuse me, from other Power 5 schools before deciding on Wisconsin. Duke, Iowa State, Illinois, Kentucky, Minnesota, Missouri, and Purdue all in the mix, along with a handful of MAC schools. It appeared to be down to Illinois and Wisconsin, kind of a border battle there with Brett Bielema and the Illinois Fighting Illini. But Wisconsin won out, and I think this is a nice piece for Wisconsin to kind of start to fill out the 2023 class. If you've paid attention to Wisconsin football recruiting, defensive line has been a huge piece for this class. There's a lot of offers out, and I wouldn't be surprised if Wisconsin still brought in a couple more on the defensive line as well. We'll talk about that in a minute here as Wisconsin did miss out on one of their top guys on the board. But high school junior, good size. Gives Ross Kalaji a lot to work with. I think what I'm most interested to see with Roger Pierce is where he lines up at the college level. He's going to come to Wisconsin playing a 3-4 defense. His junior high school tape, a lot of the defense is 4-3. So there are some plays where he's bounced out at the end, but a lot of it he's lined up you know, as, as one of the two defensive tackles down in the dirt. Now, will he transition to more of a nose tackle role? I'm, I'm not so sure. It, it's, he's kind of on that fringe line where you could keep at you know his size 6'3", 295. You could be a very solid you know defensive end there, maybe a little bit smaller. Or if he kind of puts on more weight and strength and size, could be moving inside. So it'll be a little bit of a transition for him as a player when you look at it. He's kind of that in-between guy where he could line up at nose tackle if he puts on some size, but could line up on that defensive end moving forward. Either way, I think it's a good pick. And, and again, it's a nice problem to have to see where he ends up. I, I think he's really a guy that could play all over the place. And you kind of, in, in these situations, you let him in and see where he develops. If he, if he fits more on the defensive end side or the defensive tackle side, he can kind of be a guy that decides based on his athleticism and his development. You don't necessarily have to pigeonhole a guy into a position and 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 all of a sudden miss out on some potential other ways. So I think that's what we have Ross Kalaji for. I think he's been a really doing a great job recruiting the defensive line, and this is a nice piece for them as they move forward here. So I think we'll see how uh, that pans out. But either way, two nice pickups. It's nice to see that 2023 class continue to roll and click. Now with four commitments in the last week, you're starting to see some numbers really pile up, and I think that's huge for Wisconsin. 
We've talked about all these new offers going out left and right, left and right. So many new offers thrown out. You're finally starting to see some of these decisions come to the pipe. And so far, Wisconsin is doing a good job of of winning out on some of those spots. So an exciting time if you're a Wisconsin football fan to kind of pay attention to that 2023 recruiting class as it really starts to, to fire away on all cylinders. The recruiting cannons were certainly busy last week. As I just mentioned, there's some other developments on the defensive line. Like I said, Wisconsin's been very busy recruiting that position. And unfortunately for them, as we just mentioned, recruiteth, giveth, and they also do taketh away um, on that front. Unfortunately for Wisconsin on the defensive line, while they did land Roderick Pierce, which is a great pickup, I think they missed out on their top-of-the-board player at that position in defensive lineman Tyler Gant out of St. Louis. We talked about him multiple times on this podcast, originally out of Wisconsin in the top five and uh, Northwestern kind of came in there and, and, and made a late push for him um, because they were not on that top five list. Um, he announced that he'd be committing on June 29th, so we thought maybe there was you know now over a month away. But unfortunately for Wisconsin, he decided to really not wait at all and, and wrap up his recruitment and, and announce his commitment to the Northwestern Wildcats. So that's a really interesting one when you look at it, Wisconsin. As I mentioned, mother, many other offers out there. 10 in total, I believe, on the defensive line. So plenty of players that they're going after. Tyler Gant did seem like the guy that was top of their board. So unfortunately for Wisconsin, losing out on a player that you really had high on your board to a Big Ten West rival is is certainly a tough one. Maybe Roderick Pierce kind of fills that board. Maybe he was a guy that was also up there. But Tyler Gant was certainly one that was kind of a, a top of the radar board and guy. And, and certainly if you could have had Pierce and Gant in that class, you'd have been ecstatic only have one and, and maybe you know you're looking at a little bit further down on your board for some of these other guys that'll be uh, interesting to see how that one all kind of shakes out moving forward with that defensive line get so unfortunate to lose one of your top guys but still a nice pickup on that defensive line in that 2023 class speaking of cut down lists and changes badgers did make a cut down list recently in 2023 three-star running back dylan edwards out of derby kansas he announces top 10 list, which includes the two in-state schools of Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Missouri, Nebraska, Washington, Oregon, and Jackson State, along with Wisconsin. He will be making five official visits in June and then plans to commit shortly after that, to quote him. That'll be interesting to look at, as we just mentioned. We kind of just talked about the running back and defensive line recruitment. Of course, you've got two, two running backs in there now. Are Wisconsin and Dylan Edwards kind of on that same page, or is he maybe looking elsewhere? Hard to know right now because, as I mentioned, you've got two commits right now that you feel good about. Nate White you had to bring in. He's an in-state player, top player in the state. That was going to be a guy that you wanted no matter what. Jacquez Keys, I think, really brings something nicely to the running back room as well. Nate White, if he, it, it, it's kind of depending. Because like I said, you've got some depth that you need to build at that running back room. But is a recruit going to sign up for that, especially a guy like Dylan Edwards, who is a pretty talented kid in that 2023 class, got a lot of good offers from a lot of different schools. It does seem like uh, Kansas State is a guy that's very much in the mix for him as well. It seemed like Wisconsin was very well in the mix, but I could certainly see a situation where you've got two commits in there already. Maybe he stays in state or goes to, to somewhere else. But I think if, if for Wisconsin, if you could land three running backs and Dylan Edwards is one of them and Nate White's with the other one and Jack has keys is the other, you'd feel really good about that 2023 class. So it'll be interesting to see if they're on the same page, whether they're maybe looking at it from different angles. I know if you're Wisconsin, you want all the talent you can get. But sometimes when you're bringing in, you know, there's only so many carries to go around. Three running backs in a class, as we've seen, in the past that they've done it before 
hasn't quite worked out. And part of that was off the field troubles, not necessarily guys just hitting the portal. But when you talk about this new transfer portal list, it, it might be a little harder to land you know multiple guys at a position, especially when they're the talent of each of these guys. So we'll see how that shakes out. But certainly one to keep an eye on uh, over the course of the next month as he takes his official visits and then, as he said, makes a uh, commitment and decision shortly after. In terms of other recruiting updates, we've got a couple other players that narrowed down their cut-down lists over the course of the last week or so. Uh, 2023 wide receiver Hilton Alexander II out of Douglasville, Georgia, Douglasville County High School. Announced his top six over the weekend. Wisconsin is one of them. Wake Forest, Western Kentucky, Pitt, UNLV, and Georgia Tech is one of them as well. You might recognize the name for Hilton Alexander. His father played in the NFL for the New Orleans Saints for a, a few years. And uh, Alexander will, the second will now be a, a top player uh, on the Wisconsin radar. Good speed for a wide receiver there. Um, really a guy that I think could could take the top off some, some defenses. A little bit undersized it's at 5'11". We've seen Alvis Witted kind of go after some taller receivers. Hilton Alexander's maybe the, the, the 5'11 threshold, maybe looking for a little taller, but still a, a nice offer, and you would have to think Wisconsin can compete to, to be in that one um, from you know for the length uh, of his recruitment. Other schools in there, Western Kentucky, Wake Forest, Pitt, UNLV, Georgia Tech, Wisconsin, you know, none of these schools are, are dynamic passing offenses. Western Kentucky <laughs> might be now with their new system that they've got put in place. Wake Forest um, as well can can sometimes really throw it around. So it kind of depends where you want to be in terms of uh, an offensive schematic fit. But overall, I think a nice pickup for Wisconsin to, to throw that offer out there, and we'll see if they can kind of keep the gap closed with schools that you would hope that you could, could beat out um, if, if all things were considered equal. But, of course, in recruiting, that's not always the case. Another new offer also went out in 2023, three-star cornerback Amari Snowden out of Roseville, Michigan. He announced his top six schools, and that included Wisconsin, um, the other five schools, Iowa, Cincinnati, Kentucky, Penn State, and Howard. He's really, this is a player that, excuse me, I said that an offer went out. He's had an offer from Wisconsin for some time, um, initial offer, and, and narrowed down his cut list to the Badgers in that top six. He's a player that I, I think could certainly be a nice get for Wisconsin and, and one that Wisconsin should be very competitive in uh, throughout the course of it. Uh, Roseville, Michigan, Wisconsin's done very well in the past few recruiting classes of recruiting the state of Michigan. And with the Wolverines and, and Spartans right now not in the conversation, it would seem like he's going to be a player that's you know playing out of state. If Wisconsin can, can narrow that down, that'd be a great get. Kentucky, Penn State, very talented schools in their own way. Iowa has done a really good job of developing defensive backs. So it's going to be a tough one. You know, Cincinnati is now a school that and was most recently in the, the college football playoff, now going to be going to the Big 12. They're all of a sudden looked at as, with a much higher regard in terms of recruiting. So where Wisconsin kind of shakes out the rest of the way in that one will be interesting to watch. But you have to feel Wisconsin's got a very good shot and I think would be a really nice player for the Badgers to pick up moving forward. As I mentioned, guys, there's been a lot of other 2024 and 2025 offers over the past few weeks. Uh, for right now, I'm going to hold off on talking about most of those as because some of them offers are uh, really guys that are still a long ways away. I mean, 2025 is really you're just kind of getting your name in the door if you're Wisconsin. 2024, maybe a little bit closer, but still a long ways off in terms of making a decision. So in terms of other new offers that went out, I'll narrow it down and just talk about the 2023 players. With the most recent offer to 2023 tight end Chico Holt, this is a player, you know, Wisconsin certainly active on the tight end board. I'm not sure how high of, 
he is on, on Wisconsin's boards and vice versa. He's a player that Wisconsin offered back on May 16th. Also picked up some other interesting offers from Texas, of course, uh, from Houston. He officially visited uh, the Michigan Wolverines this past week. So it seems like this is a player that is is likely leaning other ways. He also took an official visit to Northwestern. Very, could very well be a guy that ends up in the Big Ten. But where he kind of shakes out in terms of the Badgers board is kind of uh, a question mark still. Certainly Wisconsin will want to take some tight ends in that class. You know, over the past few years, they've had some issues building depth there. They've got you know guys on the roster. It's just been injury bug after injury bug. They, I would have to imagine they want to land a, a tight end in this class that they feel good about moving forward here. If if they don't land their top-of-the-board guy, maybe not as big a deal because you still got some depth there in that room. But um, this is a player that certainly could be a one on Wisconsin's radar depending on how things shakes out um, for some other schools. Not sure if it'll end up being uh, Wisconsin. Like I said, there's probably other schools in the in the mix right now that are in the lead, and, and Wisconsin may have their eyes on some other tight end targets. But you certainly got to put those offers out to some of these other guys. And, and if things change, who knows? Maybe they can see fit uh, with with Chico Holt ending up as a Badger. But certainly, uh, I think uh, a player right now that has some time for a decision in that regard. Another new offer in the 2023 class was the offensive tackle three-star kid Kobe Keenum. Um, a player out of Alabama, Mars Hill Bible School in um, Alabama, Florence, Alabama. He's a player that I think is really one that Wisconsin could be in the mix for moving forward here. And of course, it's it's going to be tougher when you've got some other schools from his area in the mix in terms of offers. Um, you know, LSU, Nebraska's also offered. Wisconsin offered shortly after Nebraska. Uh, Kentucky's in the mix. He is a guy that has an official visual, visit scheduled um, for June 10th to visit Penn State. So you'd like to think that they are in the mix. But Wisconsin would really certainly, I think, benefit to, to pick up a player like Kobe Keenum, a little bit smaller for an offensive tackle at 6'4", 300 pounds in terms of height. Maybe translates to bounce into more of a guard, depending on what Wisconsin goes after. We'll see how well they can kind of compete in this one. When you look at it, you know some of these offers, class of 2023, some of these guys have had offers going back for, for quite a long time. And you look at uh, a player like Keenum has been receiving offers from, from Power 5 schools since, since 2021 in March uh, when Arkansas offered him. So there's been a lot of schools already in the mix that have probably made some good inroads. And especially, you know, a school like Penn State, he took an unofficial visit there and now we'll be taking an official visit here in a few weeks. So you'd think that they're probably the school leading the way right now, but maybe Wisconsin can kind of close that gap as they move forward. A three-star offensive tackle with good size, good physical strength um, and athleticism there. Certainly a guy that, that there's a lot to like on the huddle tape. It's just a matter of, of Wisconsin can kind of close that battle, close that gap to try and give themselves a chance when they're a little bit later in terms of the offer than some other schools, uh, you know, like the Nittany Lions, uh, of course, out of the Big Ten school and, and multiple other schools kind of in the conversation for, for quite a long time. We'll see how that one translates, translates and finishes out as you move forward. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. Hope you enjoyed these recruiting updates, a busy week for Wisconsin football, and, of course, a huge get for Wisconsin basketball. Fun to talk about all of those new commits and some other recruiting updates. Hopefully you guys enjoyed I'll be back with you either later this week, depending on what kind of shakes out, or next week, kind of that Tuesday, Wednesday range. If there isn't, there's likely we'll not stretch it more than a week, um, depending on what kind of shakes out as we move forward. So as always, greatly appreciate you guys listening. 
Thank you for all your support on Wisconsin. Thank you.